Welcome to The Heart of the Matter, an Our Place podcast where we look at the issues surrounding homelessness, addiction and mental health on the streets of Greater Victoria. Hello, I'm Stephen Seltzer, Manager of Community and Corporate Partnerships for Our Place, and I'm pleased to welcome a couple of our region's business and community leaders to today's Heart of the Matter podcast. Kaylin McNeil, founder of Big Wheel Burger, and Natalie Grenberg, General Manager of the Natural Hair Salon. Hello. Hi, Stephen. Hi. Hi. Now, before we start, I just want to mention that we respectfully acknowledge the Lekwungen speaking people of the Songhees and Esquimalt Nations for their gracious hospitality while we provide programs and services on their ancestral lands. Um, so thanks for joining me today, Natalie and Kaylin. Uh, I wonder if each of you could give me a quick snapshot of uh, basically your business, what it is you do in Greater Victoria, and how long you've been providing services in our region. Okay, um, so my husband and I are co-owners of the Natural Hair Salon, and we own a downtown salon and a Cook Street Village salon. Uh, we've been operating our downtown salon for over five years and Cook Street about a year. And a uh, quick snapshot of our business. So uh, we employ about 30 people and we're a fast growing company. Our brand and our ethics and our values are all around connecting to community and being good uh, members of the planet and um, doing amazing hair. Yes. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Hi, Natalie. Um, yeah, I've been in the restaurant business for 24 years, originally starting Zambri's restaurant with my partners, Joe Zambri and Peter Zambri, the infamous brother and sister team. Um, we started Big Wheel Burger in 2011 with the idea of trying to do better fast food. Um, you know, we're a carbon neutral business and started with that. Uh, and then eventually we grew to be more of a social enterprise. Um, we are a for-profit business, but we're a triple bottom line business. Um, and as much as burgers and doing quality food is um, important to us, more importantly, our community engagement and um, how we're helping support the community around us with, you know, living wages, supporting uh, nonprofits in the area, and then just trying to help people that have fallen through the cracks. So that's become a bigger part of our business than, or as, as important a part of business than actually cooking burgers. Great. And we'll talk, uh, Kaylin, about your foundation and Natalie about um, how you're sharing, I guess, your staff with us for some special days. Uh, but first, yeah. I just want to get a snapshot of a business uh, or a couple of great businesses coming out of COVID. Um, and I mean, there are enough businesses that didn't come out of COVID. So what's your experience been like the last uh, year or two? Okay, I'll go first. I remember the day we had to paper our windows and my husband and I each took turns crying. And then we were like, now what? And I went home and I developed a website in about two afternoons. And we did what we could to stay involved with our clients and to keep providing them product. And we would put product for them to do their roots at home on a little trolley. And it sounds crazy now, but to us, it was like perfectly normal. We put it on a little trolley and out it would go to the street to them. And we would just have that um, sense of connection. And, um, you know, how did we survive through COVID? We kept engaged. So we still had to pay our rent. Um, luckily, you know, the government was supporting our employees and we were staying connected to them and happy birthdays and all of that kind of stuff. But we still had to pay our rent. So we did it basically one shampoo poo bottle at a time. And, you know, if it meant that we were in the car and delivering a special package, and you know, Callwood or Mill Bay, like that's what we our morale high. But more importantly, what we kind of what evolved during COVID was just this 
more of this ethic around um, how are we going to be in this world? Um, how is COVID going to impact us, but in a positive way? How are we going to be stay on each other's team, even if we have differing values? Um, so when this ends, what are what is the things going to look like? Are they going to be better, or are we going to get go negative? And and we chose to to really work on how we would stick together and as a, as a team, a company, but also what were we going to do for the community? You know, we've all kind of suffered through something. And so, you know, we recycle masks. We still do that today. So we offer that to anyone in the downtown community and people, and that's another way to connect with people. Um, and then, yeah, again, like um, doing things with our places become even more important and having that culture of caring um, starting from the top. Um, that's our takeaway from COVID. And, and we actually did very well as a result, we expanded and um, we were able to grow. And I think that's because we treated our staff um, like gold and valued them even more and because of what we all went through together. And um, yeah, we just, we really worked on that connection and the connection is not just internal, it's external and it has an effect. And we know that COVID wasn't to most people. And so we have to just, even the playing fields, you know, we can see the effects and um, we're all responsible. Kaylin, uh, I'm seeing your growth as well. Uh, I, I just went into the, um, uh, the the Langford Big Wheel Burger location that wasn't there a couple months ago, I don't think, right? No, we just opened uh, three weeks ago. Awesome. Um, so Great. tell me about your, your path the last uh, year or two. Yeah, I mean, I'd echo Natalie's comments about it. Um, there's always a critical point where you decide what side of the fence you're going to be on. Um, and... I think leaning into the community was instrumental and, in, you know, us maintaining pretty much maintaining our revenue. Obviously we're a different type of business. We're able to do takeout. Um, and, you know, we just, we had a foundation um, started a few years before COVID. And so we had a little bit of money in there and then we just decided to lean even further into the social end of it and start providing food for people that uh, were in need at the time. And then we just ended up growing that as a part of our business. Um, we, we opened an Nanaimo location, which at the time was our fourth location. Uh, we bought a food trailer. So then we opened up a food tra trailer in Colwood um, that we now have, a you alluded to, a bricks and mortar in Langford now. Um, so, and we still have our food trailer, which we're going to move to Courtney. So we have plans to do a Courtney operation. And again, I think, you know, treating your staff well, you know, helping build the community is so important to your your values but your business outcomes as well and i think you know as natalie's probably discovered that you know doing that um really helps um you know not only your marketing uh your customer uh, value and and it'll really aligns with the value and you're building your customer base around people that you know, want to support those types of initiatives um we actually charge uh, one and a half percent uh, feed to our customers. So pre-COVID, I was really looking for ways to integrate our foundation into our business in a way that was authentic, was able to be embraced by our customers. And, you know, as much as, you know, COVID was devastating in so many ways, um, I'm thankful that we, I had an opportunity to do it because the amount of money that we've raised, and we matched that one and a half percent. So um, I know I'll maybe talk a little bit about that further, but um, 
you know, I'm most grateful and thankful for that as well as our overall team and just, you know, people sticking with us. And there's obviously issues still ongoing um, with supply chains and whatnot, but yeah, I think overall I feel, you know, my business is where I'd want it to be post COVID, you know, and even I've achieved some dreams I had pre COVID. So I think that's a pretty positive thing despite the negativity of COVID. Sure. Uh, I know our place has benefited hugely from uh, your your vision and your sense of uh, uh, being more than just a, a, a business, but being a, a, a leader in the community. Kaylin, with uh, with Big Wheel and with the foundation, you guys supported our coldest night of the year walk, uh, raising money for food security programs. And, and Natalie, uh, as, as I alluded to, um, you're the champion of our, our beauty day and handsome day. Those are days where we... Uh, bring our family members down for for a day of pampering something that they would not otherwise be getting a a sense of uh i guess not just fun on the day but a sense of hope that there's more days like that to come that there's experiences that they haven't had that um they can look forward to and and have a sense of belonging so um why did you i guess this is the only self-serving question but uh for both of you why did you choose to to provide your gifts to our place yeah, I mean, you know, I commend anybody that um, gives and supports um, whatever is, is special and meaningful to them. Um, our head office is in like a, two blocks from uh, Pandora Street and our place, Society. I'm also involved um, with a, a documentary filmmaker, Impact documentary filmmaker, Crystal Outen. So I've been sort of engaged with the homeless population and trying to figure out ways to... Um, empower organizations that help them and our place society is just it's fantastic you guys are, are professional easy to deal with have great programs um are the beacon of hope for people that are living in in crisis um and you do it in a way with compassion and i like watching over the last three four six years um you know, with our work and, you know, your treatment facilities and just all the various. And now I just heard um, a supportive housing um, operation that was just um, started or just went live um, with 50, I think, eight units um, in Victoria. And you guys are running that. And I just think that's great. Well, for us as a downtown business, um, when so many people seem to be turning their backs on the downtown, it was really important to me to find an organization that directly impacted the population the, and the community that we were part of. Um, and also I have a relationship with them now that we've developed over a few years. And that also helps to sort of cement a connection with an organization that you feel um, really resonates with you and is doing good work. And I ride my bike down Pandora every day, um, twice. And, you know, I feel so much empathy and um, for the people there. And, and I feel also empathy for the people um, that are working for our place, you know, and, and I see them and their smiling faces when I'm dropping things off and, and I interact with you. And, and this is a really, um, group, group of people that doesn't seem burned out at all. Right. Like it just, I know you have your moments, I'm sure, but you're doing really good work, work I couldn't do, um, in the same way. And, and I do, yeah, again, it, just a really easy organization to work with, uh, an organization that's really serving the most challenging population. Um, some of the, yeah, yeah, people that are really in crisis and they're not doing fun things and and you guys are are serving them um, and treating them with dignity and respect. And, you know, that's, 
our small contribution, Beauty Day, and then soon for Handsome Day, um, you're right, it might seem like just a small experience, but it can plant a seed, it can help people remember what it's like to be, um, to be human, you know, and I'm sure I, I think about these people in those tents on those horrible cold days when it's cold for me to walk from my house to my car, and they're sleeping there. And I think about them and, you know, to have their nails done and to have a conversation or to have their hair cut and their hair sprayed or braided or whatever. Um, it's that moment of remembering. It's that moment of humanity. And, you know, my staff benefit. And that's the thing. It, it's, a, it's a service that we're offering. But my staff thank me. Thanks for setting this up. I had an amazing day. I felt really important to someone. And we remember that we're all vulnerable. Um, some of us are just in crisis, but we all really need to be needed. And that's important to remember that the people giving get a lot too. Uh, it's wonderful. Uh, there are, you know, there is some displaced anger out there. People who, you know, walk by, see people at our place and, and do see the resources that we try to provide to them. And, and I mean, even your own, your own staff have had challenges. Do you hear that from people sometimes about, uh, you know, why are they getting all these supports? I'm struggling too. Um, uh it's not just the people that come to our place that are facing challenges. So sometimes we do get a, a bit of anger from the outside community that A, doesn't know ex what we're doing and, and B, seeing other people get being supported, but uh, they themselves are having to struggle. Yeah, I think that's, um, I personally mm -hmm. haven't seen a lot of that. We, we get a lot of emails, um, you know, with some comments on our foundation and um, the charity charge or foundation charge that we charge. Um, and, you know, so I have a lot of opportunity to engage and by and large, I think the majority of people are supportive. I think you're always going to have an element of, um, a group of people that, you know, may have a different agenda and, or, and maybe struggling and, you know, a little frustrated that they're not getting support, but we're fortunate to live in a, in a country with some social safety nets. Um, I also think it's important to, you know, support you know, all those, the charities that actually provide the lifting ability. And I think over time, whether people realize it or not, they are getting some benefit from all of it. And, you know, when we're, we have a safer community, when we support those that are most at risk, um, I think the yeah. whole community benefits from that. So I think, you know, it's just a question of reframing it, in my opinion. People are kind of complaining about like, look at all the things that they get. I sort of wonder about that. I, I find it a very interesting point of view. Like, I, and I haven't like you, I haven't heard a lot of that, thankfully, because I'm not sure how I'd react. I'd kind of in disbelief. But <laughs> but what I'd want to do is say like, okay, yeah, these people are having a tough time. And what you're telling me is you're also having a tough time. And I would try to listen. And, you know, there's never enough um, to go around, you know, if, yeah, if I could donate to every charity and we donate a small amount and hopefully it will grow and, and continue to grow. And, and you're giving me some ideas here about starting a foundation. And, and I like that. I like connecting with other businesses who are really progressing along the road for community connectedness. And, and then I want to be like that. And so, yeah, I guess to all the people that are saying like, those people have got it good. I just wonder because they don't and they need everything that they get. And we do need to be providing more actually. And, you know, that's part of my, my kind of 
raison d'etre these days is encouraging other businesses to give what they can. And I know it's tough times and we've been hit with a lot of extra taxes and whatnot, um, health tax and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, making sure that our staff get sick pay and all the good things that they get is also something we need to provide for. Um, but I think, you know, you can start small and that's what we did. And then it can grow to what you're doing at Big Wheel into a foundation where people are contributing um, through a charity tra- tax and you're, you're um, matching that. I think it's a great idea. And I'm going to start, I'm going to start working on that. Uh, we do that with Green Circle Salons, where we do charge our clients a certain amount to contribute to making sure that all the byproducts from our salon are being um, disposed of in an ethical way and even used for something else. So we do that already, but I think it's a great idea. So yeah, I think it's really up to us that we're doing a little or a lot that we challenge other businesses and give them ideas for how they can get involved. And that's also a way for other business owners to stay away from being jaded, which is unproductive, you know, maybe take a couple minutes to complain, but now what? Like, so we don't need any more complaints. We need more action. So I think that, yeah, it's great. You just gave me a bunch of ideas and I'm going to share them with other people. (laughs) Well, I want to just add to that because, um, if anybody needs any help doing this, it's very easy. Um, we set it up our society, then we applied for a uh, charity status and received it. So I can help and give advice and point right. it out in the right direction. I think one of the most important Perfect. things of, of this is that, you know, we could have just buried that, that charge in our overall pricing, but it's more important for us to have that conversation so that, you know, yeah. I think it's time to not, you know, not talk about it. I think it's time that we actually yeah. treat these people like humans. And that's part of the dialogue and part of the discussion. And, you know, there's a feel of risk for a business to do that. But having that point of contact and that, that discussion with our customers is so important because if we can inspire others to do the same or even do something or even yes. when they're passing somebody living in, in suffering homelessness or living on the street, making eye contact and asking them how they're doing. And, you know, a lot of these, a lot yeah. of people that are living in that situation haven't heard their name in a year. Um, and I think, yeah. you know, that's about being human. Yeah. So yeah. both of you are talking about uh, uh, growth, uh, vital for it to be able to do more. Uh, what are some challenges that you're facing as uh, downtown businesses right now? You, you mentioned uh, taxes continuing to rise and so on, but what are one or two bigger challenges that you're each facing? I think the tax thing for me is a, is a bit is a bit of an issue. Um, I also think, I think it's more um, for our situation, it's just trying to get people to stop gaslighting each other and you know support the efforts that are being made because i think they're you know even with the city council i think you know i think we have one of the smarter city councils we've had i think it's well balanced um and you know i would like them to do their job and try to get it get their job done effectively um there there is a lot of pro-business um people there and they're viewing it holistically and understanding that all the dynamics have to work together. Like all the different interests have to, to gel. And I think while we are suffering from um, some criminal elements and high crime, and we have some just social or justice reforms that are needed. Um, I do think that we're making progress 
And um, yeah, so I think we all need to be singing from the same song sheet to advocate to the province and the fed, feds because they're the ones that control the purse strings and can affect change. So if we're the loudest city, um, then I think the squeaky wheel will get the grease. And I'd rather us be shouting up instead of shouting sideways. So yeah. I think, you know, the whole concept of um, we over me, um, I think we all need to be thinking we instead of me. And, you know, while there, we can also address some of those issues that are more unique to different areas, but yeah, I think we're stronger together and let's shout for, with one voice. Natalie, what are your challenges right now? I think one of our challenges is people choosing not to come downtown um, for their perceived fear um, and the, maybe maybe the inconvenience or they're scared or whatever it is. You know, we have another operation on Cook Street that's very lively and that neighborhood is fairly unscathed in terms of, um, you know, the community that, that's a little bit more challenging. Um, so again, it's it's about making people making a choice to come downtown and support downtown businesses. And I, I really feel passionate about this. I do all my shopping at, at my downtown businesses. Um, all of the people that are keeping their doors open, decorating their windows, keeping their pavement clean, um, providing, you know, beautiful shopping experiences for um, the community. So yeah, people need to stop shopping online, first of all, um, and also get on their bikes and come downtown and enjoy what we have to offer here because uh, a lively downtown is the center of every city. Uh, every beautiful city in the world has an incredible downtown. All you have to do is just go to one or two to realize how important that is. And again, like getting out of your car and on your bike, if you can, or getting on the bus and having like a fun excursion with your kids, there's so much to see. And Victoria, you know, is a beautiful tourist city and has lots of incredible flowers and there's music. And so that's the other thing I, I'd love to challenge downtown businesses to, you know, a little more in front of their business. I know, I think that we've kind of lost our flex space option, I, I think, but that was too bad. But um, yeah, maybe you have some music or do, do something interesting to continue to animate our streets um, at least keep your windows clean and do some interesting window displays. Kaylin, I, I know uh, a lot of your business is downtown, but you're in other municipalities as well. Um, do you notice is it much of a change? Uh, like each municipality has their own challenges, they have their own taxes, has their own business rules, and so on. Um, there's also the worry about um, keeping people downtown and instead of going to to other municipalities uh, what kind of research what kind of things are you finding between your locations yeah that's very interesting i mean there's there's dynamics for sure um every location is a little bit different um and i think the bigger the biggest difference for for us obviously employees um access to transportation uh, affordable housing and all of that so in an animal location we have an abundance of applications when we put them out there, very good quality. They represent the community that they live in, which is nice. Um, so the customers are actually seeing, you know, themselves and our staff, which is an important thing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there is definitely differences at downtown in particular. I think while there is still a lot of things that are happening, I think overall, if you look at it from the last 50 years, 
we are at at the lower point of the criminal behavior that we've had maybe 20 years ago or 30 years ago. So I just, again, it comes down to just the perceptions and with the stories we're telling each other. And I think, you yeah. know, we, we have a, you know, a, a police chief that who's advocating for his budget, but he, there's a lot of gaslighting that goes on. And I think that's a bad narrative. Forbes magazine just voted us, you know, one of the top destinations in the world to visit while we still have, you know, leaders in our community, you know, talking to other leaders saying, you know, crime is bad. And there's issues we have to fix, but these issues are North America wide, if not worldwide. So, you know, in context, we need to make sure that we're supporting each other. And, you know, I think the communities will let them. I think one of the other things that's an issue is we have 13 municipalities, you know, tourists and visitors need to be able to move through them you know, without these barriers, like it doesn't stop at Saanich to Victoria. And, and that goes along with the policing end of it too. Like Victoria is sort of the, the, the hub. So we all need to work together and we all need to make sure that we're prospering and just carry on that narrative and that discussion. And that's the reality. And if we talk about a different reality, then that will become the reality in the future. So I think, you know, just like indigenous people carry their stories we need to listen to that. And we also need to listen to our stories and what the reality is here. And that's the message I think, you know, I like to talk about. Um, and it's way more, po- it's way, it's positive and, you know, it's hopeful. And I think that is one thing that we as humans, you know, allows us to go through hard times is the hope. Now, the last question I'll ask yeah. you is about um, suggestions you might have for uh you're, you're business leaders, but you're also dealing with social ser- service issues as well as part of, part of being the, uh, in our community. Uh, do you have any suggestions, solutions? Do you have an idea of, you know, how we can move forward in a positive way to, in terms of our whole community, in terms of uh, uh, people we serve, in terms of the people that you, you customers you serve, and in terms of just a, a better overall community? I think it all starts within. So, you know, if I can cultivate empathy and open-heartedness for a, a, a group of people that, let's face it, isn't always pleasant to deal with, things that are maybe a little scary, um, that kind of thing, uh, and they're suffering. So if I can start with myself and, you know, be curious and be empathetic and then spread that my staff and have discussions that are really real to them, right? Like, how am I going to get to the parking lot? And this and this that was a concern. So how can we safeguard each other and create support so that we can um, can do even the small things in our business to help out? Um, you know, connecting to our place and and empowering our place to do all the things that you're trained to do. It's you know, it's not my expertise, but I can bring you know my money and or and my staff there for a couple of days i can bring products i can do what i can so everyone can do something and it does start with that desire to be connected and to help out a fellow person in need um because we're all not that far away from some of some of these hardships on the street but it could be other kinds of suffering and recognizing that we all suffer and if we could all ease our burdens for each other it, it makes us better people certainly to show our children, if we have them, that that is how we behave. It's not about just taking care of yourself and getting as much as you can. That kind of mindset's not going to get you anywhere anymore. And actually, by giving more, you do get more. 
but you can do what you can. And it, and it could just be a small thing today, but it could end up being bigger tomorrow. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously I echo uh, Natalie's comments there. And again, it starts with, you know, it actually starts when you get up and look in the mirror and decide, you know, what your values are and then communicating those values to your team um, and having your team know those values, understand them and hopefully be aligned. And then they're communicating that to the customers. And it's the small little things, like I said earlier about, you know, if you see someone on the street saying hello and, you know, it's not, you know, you can maybe have a discussion or maybe you just walk by, but you just make eye contact. And I think sharing the stories again is important. And if your business aligns with those values, then, you know, you're going to be doing way more for the community. You don't have to give, you don't have to, you know, like it's not, I don't sit here and think I'm great because I, I have a foundation and I do give, I think it's way more valuable to share a positive message and, um, I think that is the thing that I, you know, would like to see, you know, if there's any lasting legacy from what we do is, is that is just, you know, recognize where people are struggling in the community and try to help them. And sometimes help is just a handshake and, you know, a smile and that's free. It doesn't cost you anything. And, but the value of that is, is immense. And, um, you know, by doing the community, if you can do community support and help our place, I know you guys have great programs with the community and there's lots of opportunities, um, both financially, but also with time. Um, it's a really, really valuable lesson for your staff, which they can then go share with others as well. And that's how you build communities and yeah. get our community back on track is, is just sharing th those messages and, and smiling. Well, there's no better place to end uh, this discussion than than on you know <laughs> being able to share those qualities out to everyone. So, uh, really appreciate you both being on. Thank you so much, and, and of course, we'll I'll, I'll personally look forward to continuing to to shop with you guys and uh, and all of our you know supporting businesses that we should all be. Uh, uh, knowing that your success means uh, the success of our, our region. So, thank you. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Thanks Natalie. I learned a lot and enjoyed the conversation. Great. Thank you. You've been listening to the Heart of the Matter podcast. For more information about our place and the vital programs and services provided to the Greater Victoria community, please go to www.ourplacesociety.com. Our Place is a registered BC charity. You can donate by visiting the website or by calling 250 940 5060. Help us to bring hope and belonging to those in need.